hadn't eaten dinner and I was famished. How Green Was My Valley was still playing. Last weekend, the sign on the ticket window said. I bought a ticket, a soda and popcorn, and found a seat near the back in an almost empty row. The newsreel before the picture was filled with disturbing images of smoking planes spiraling out of control, buildings in flames and crumbling, and towns that had become nothing but rubble. Soldiers sat injured and bleeding. Hitler gave yet another speech, and the Jews kept walking, walking, walking. One would think we'd become numb to it by now, but I nearly abandoned my soda and popcorn and left the theater, sickened by the despair and destruction, an inexplicable loss of life. But this is what I had wanted to see, even if I hadn't realized it. I'd wanted to be reminded of what was happening after that horrible man back at my house had spoken. That man, so full of himself, so proud and bloated with his own self-importance. He didn't know what he was talking about. We were Britain's ally. If they needed us, surely we would go eventually. If not, what would that say about us as a country? Movement to my right caught my attention, and I glanced across the empty seats to find Lieutenant Hart sitting alone, watching the screen. I looked away, turning my attention back to the screen, my heart quickening as I wondered if he'd seen me too. Miss Coltrane? I gasped and looked up. Lieutenant Hart stood an arm's reach away from me, a small, hesitant smile on his face, which, in the dim lighting of the theater, felt intimate and made my insides tighten. Lieutenant, I said in a soft voice. Are you alone? He asked, pointing to the seat beside me where my sweater and handbag resided, as though trying to determine if I was saving it for a friend. I am, I said. May I? Had he been any other man, I'd likely have told him I didn't own the theater and he could sit where he liked. But this was Lieutenant Hart. Yes, of course. He nodded and lowered himself into the seat. Eminem? He reached across the seat between us, a box of the colorful candy in his hand. My breath was stolen from me as I met his gaze in the darkness. He smiled again, this time less cautious than before. I held out my hand. Just a few, I said. Thank you. The movie began, and in silent agreement, we passed the popcorn and candy back and forth, every so often brushing against one another, buttery fingertips grazing sweet candy-scented ones. When the lights came up over an hour later, I stood and gathered my things, preparing to hurry out. You wouldn't be interested in getting a bite to eat, would you? Lieutenant Hart asked holding up the empty box of candy. This and your popcorn really don't constitute dinner. I'm famished. Have you eaten, Miss Coltrane? I haven't, but what if someone saw us? Have you been to Camo Farms? He asked. I've not, though I've heard it's wonderful. I'm just not sure. If people saw us, they might think. My face grew hot and I was glad to still be standing in the dim theater. He frowned. Oh, right, I see. Well, I'm not opposed to setting anyone straight who might have untoward thoughts about us, if that helps sway your decision. And I promise I have no other intentions. It would just be an opportunity to have good food, nothing more. 
except possibly some mediocre conversation. Mediocre conversation? I couldn't help grinning. Well now, that does sound enticing, Lieutenant. I'm an excellent salesman when it comes to my own virtues. I can see that, I said. Well, it's hard to pass up a bad discussion, so yes, that sounds swell. Thank you for the invitation, sir. He held up a hand. One condition. No, sir, he said. No, Lieutenant Hart, either. We are not on base, Miss Coltrane. May is nowhere in sight. Please, call me James. Then I'm Audrey, I said, my voice soft. No, Miss Coltrane, and definitely no ma'am. Done, he said, and escorted me out of the theater. We exited right into the center of what looked like a sailor convention, the sea of white seemingly unending.